Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment. Hi there, ladies and gents, and welcome to the Sophisticated Property Investing podcast with me, your host, Frank Flegg. We talk about sophisticated property investing a lot. And I was presenting to a bunch of seven-figure business owners just last week and the biggest question I get asked by people in general and especially by that group was how do I start investing? I, I want to say there were 15 people in the room, seven-figure business owners and some of them actually eight-figure business owners and they were almost entirely non-property investors. I want to say two out of them, maybe two out of 15 or so were property investors and I, I know them fairly well. I meet with that group every two months or so. So I think I'm right in saying two out of the 15 had investment property portfolios but the majority, the vast majority didn't and so the questions that followed afterwards were very, very typical questions of people who want to get into property recognize it as a really solid asset class but don't want to make mistakes don't want to invest and come unstuck that's the the key with that in mind i thought in this episode i will talk you through my answers to those questions so how do you start in property if you've got cash, you've got inclination, but don't know how to start and you're listening to education, you're consuming education like this. So you're listening to my podcast, you're listening to other people's YouTube channels and podcasts and you're perhaps reading books, but still haven't taken action. How do you start? And my answer to everyone, which is perhaps a little unsatisfying is, well, it depends. It depends on your situation, but don't worry, in this podcast, I will explain to you how you can work out your situation and then how you can work out how to take your first steps. So the first thing is, what what do you want to achieve? So some people want to quit their day job as soon as possible. And I've, I've helped many people to, to do that. They've come to me full-time employed and I've helped them to get their property portfolio to a sufficiently high level of profitability that they can quit their day job and be full-time in property. Those people are willing to move heaven and earth. They're willing to work their socks off in order to quit their day jobs and build their property portfolio. So that's at one end of the spectrum and they might have lots of money they might not have much money and it really doesn't matter much because at that end of the spectrum this is what I've talked about a lot on the sophisticated property investing podcast is how to build portfolios using none of your own money how to use other people's money how to do deals where you don't need a massive war chest of cash in order to do those kind of deals a you have to kiss a lot of frogs so finding those kind of deals are hard so you have to put quite a lot of money into marketing definitely tons and tons of time into a learning and upskilling yourself but also into negotiating loads of deals that don't come to fruition doing loads and loads of research doing loads and loads of just basically putting in the hours to get to that level where you can consistently do no money down property deals so that's at one end of the spectrum and at the other end of the spectrum is someone who 
loves their job or loves their business and doesn't want to put loads of time into property but just wants to invest in property as an asset class so they don't want to learn how to do no money down deals they don't want to put in hundreds of hours of learning and education and elbow grease and they don't want to look at loads of properties and meet with loads of vendors in the hope of finding a no money down deal and of course it's not really a hope because they're all around us but finding them takes a lot of effort and they're not willing to put in the effort in order to achieve that and there's nothing wrong with either of these perspectives by the way they are the right answer to the question they're the right solution for these different types of people and that's the key it's about knowing yourself and then picking a strategy that works for you for someone with a really successful job. I was speaking to a investor with one buy-to-let property recently who earns high six figures. So really, really well-paid job. In fact, they might be the most highly paid employee I've ever come across. I'm not sure, but they might be. That person absolutely loved their job, didn't want to reduce the hours in it, didn't want to move away from it, but recognized that having only the job to support their standard of living, not having, well, having one buy to let, but not having a portfolio that would contribute to their income if they stopped working, having their money in something other than cash was a really good idea. Now, that person doesn't want to spend a few hundred hours to go get a no money down deal. They would prefer to put 10 or 20 grand into a deal and have it in three months time and then do another one the next quarter and another one the next quarter and they would like to over the next 10 years perhaps build a portfolio of 40 or 50 properties and quite frankly they have the cash flow and the savings to achieve that. So you can see how the answer to the question, how should I start, is different for different people. What you need to decide before you commence on your property investing journey is what your goals are and what kind of investor you wanna be. Now, that isn't a 10 minute thought process. It probably needs to be a couple of hours, maybe half a day for you to sit down with a blank sheet of paper, perhaps go for a long walk, perhaps write some notes, perhaps speak to some trusted friends, business associates, property investors, and map out for yourself what the next 10 years looks like for you from a property investment perspective. What's your monthly income going to be? What are your monthly outgoings? How much can you invest in property? What are your current savings? What can you liquidate? Are you interested in refinancing your own home? Do you have a portfolio already that you can leverage, etc.? And once you know that, once you know what the plan is, then you can decide what a good deal looks like for you. Because every single investor I've ever shown a no money down deal to has said, I'd love one of those. That's what I want. I want one of those. So if you show an investor where you can buy a property that is going to cost £20,000 to purchase, you're going to leave £20,000 in it. If you show that to an investor and then you show an investor another property that isn't going to, well, let's call it the same property, the exact same property, but this time you've negotiated a better deal with the vendor and you're not having to leave any money in the deal. They make the same amount of profit each month. They have the same amount of equity in them. The only difference is you've put 20 grand into one and the other one you've got no money down deal. Every investor on this planet that didn't understand what 
the second deal required would say, well, I'll have the second deal. I'll have the no money down deal. Of course I want the no money down deal. And then they set their sights on this really high bar, which is absolutely fine. It's absolutely fine to have a really high bar and to have the expectation that your property portfolio is gonna be incredibly well built. It's gonna be really lucrative, really profitable. But, and here's the thing, the effort required to get that no money down deal is not twice as much as the deal that you leave 20 grand in. It's not four times as much. It might be 10 times as much. So if you are an investor, who is only willing to put 10 hours a month into your property portfolio. That's a relatively small amount of time. You know, that's what, two or three evenings a month, something like that, maybe a Saturday morning and a couple of evenings. That's a relatively small amount of time, but you probably spend four or five times that watching TV, Netflix, listen to the radio, etc. So that would be quite a modest investment, two and a half hours, two hours, two and a half hours a week. If an investor is only willing to put that amount of time in, it's probably not worth them waiting the four, five, six years it's going to take to find a no money down deal. But and by the way, they'll find loads of them. They just won't be good enough to convert them. Their skills won't be high enough. Their knowledge won't be good enough. The reassurance that's required of a vendor won't be given. And so they'll just miss loads of deals. They won't identify them initially. They won't communicate effectively enough. Or they will, but then they won't move swiftly enough. Uh, they won't finance them effectively. Well, to be fair, they wouldn't need much finance because they've got their own funds. Because remember, a no money down deal might require money to be put into it and then you get money back out depending on how you structure it etc so that person waiting four five six years to get a deal and then waiting another four five six years to get another deal now they will speed up but they won't speed up really quickly maybe they'll get three deals in the next decade putting in two two and a half hours a week compare that to doing good deals that you leave money in. Now for the investor with plenty of money and two, two and a half hours a week, doing 30, 40, 50 deals in the next decade is a far better solution than trying to do no money down deals. Because at the end of the decade, they will be immeasurably better off than if they did three no money down deals. And that is the point that most new investors that start to educate themselves miss. They miss the opportunity cost of doing the deals, of getting them under your belt. We're in an amazing time to be buying now. I'm buying more properties now than I've ever bought. The reason for that is I recognize that over the next three, five, 10 years, I'm gonna see a phenomenal return on those deals that I'm doing. And so my message always to novice property investors is get yourself some education. And then once you've got yourself some education, you can identify what a good deal for you is. And typically it's a high cash flowing property. This is for people who don't put lots of, don't want to put lots of time into an investment, don't want to put lots of time into their portfolio. It's a high return on investment for the amount of time that they're willing to put in. And I had a, a high cash on cash return on investment given the amount of time they're willing to put in to building their portfolio. When I'm talking to clients who 
are valuing their time above money, I talk to them about a 35% return on their money, a 50% return on their money. Because if they are getting, let's use 50% return on your money, which is not hard to achieve, I'll explain in a moment how for a relatively novice investor, 50% return on your money is quite easy to achieve over time. The principle there is, well, if you can get a 50% return on your money on properties, and if you can teach yourself how to do that, and of course you have to pick the right gold mine area, you have to pick the right area, you need to then work out how you're going to identify the properties. You have to have the type of properties you're going to buy in that area. You have to work out how you're going to monetize them, how you're going to maximize your cash on cash return on investment. You have to have a long-term plan. But once all that's in place, you then are laughing because you only have to fund the first two years of property purchasing. Because if you put, let's say, 20 grand, I'm using that as a round number, it could be a bit more, could be a bit less. But if you put 20 grand into this property and you get all of that 20 grand back in the next two years, because that would be 10 grand return in year one and 10 grand return in year two, and you get all of that money back within two years, well, now you can go again and buy another property and put the 20 grand in again. And I'm using simple maths, but you get the principle. The principle now is you're never going to run out of money. And of course, in year three, you're buying more properties. And in your year four, you're buying more again. And it starts to compound then. And that's how you can build a, a sizable portfolio. The effect of compounding in property investing is absolutely phenomenal. So you might have just like paused momentarily there because you heard me say 35%, 50% return on your money. And you might be thinking, well, how on earth do I work that out? How, how do I get that? I'm looking at a 8% yield at the moment. How do I get that up to a 50% return? So the key is to measure your investments in terms of a return on investment. So what money did you put into the property and what money are you getting out per annum on average? So let me give you a really bog standard property. Let's say you buy a hundred grand property in a relatively low value part of the country where the rent compared to the values are really high and you're going to make a profit of £250 per month after all deductions. That's not that difficult to source. With a £100,000 property, you're putting £25,000 deposit in. Bank will lend you £75,000 deposit. And you might say, yeah, but hang on, Frank, you've got to pay stamp duty. True, you'd have to pay three grand stamp duty, second home stamp duty, second property stamp duty. You'd also have to pay legals, yeah. So call that two grand. Okay, so you're five grand extra. But then you might source this at five or 10 grand below. You might buy it at 95, 90 grand. So let's just call it 25 grand in at the moment. So this property is making you 250 pounds a month in profit. Over 12 months, that is a 12% return. So that's gonna make you 12% on your 25,000 pounds because there's 12 months and you're earning 1% a month, 12% return. So at the end of year one, you've made £3,000. So you've made £3,000, £250 a month times 12 months is £3,000, which is a 12% return on £25,000 invested. So now you're thinking, hang on a second, 12% is not 35 and it's certainly not 50%. How are you getting the rest? That £100,000 property, if you hang on to it for long enough, will go up in value. That's what's happened to properties over the last 100 years. 
and you might be unlucky by the way you might be unlucky and have to wait five years before it goes up at all it may even go down in value in the short term but if you hang on to it for long enough that property will double in value and typically it doubles in value every property cycle and every property cycle is between 10 and 15 years if you look back in history and you can do this you can go onto .gov website and look at the average price of property in the UK over the last hundred or so years let's just simplify the maths and say that it goes up by double in 10 years just to keep the maths easy while you're listening I doubt you're sat there with a calculator so if that property goes up by a hundred percent in 10 years then on average it's gone up by 10 percent in one year and we've seen this over the last few years during covid etc we did see property going up by 10 percent 10 percent plus actually per year we've seen inflation in double digits which of course contributes to property growth the government at the moment are talking about helping first-time buyers to get onto the property ladder that of course will help push prices even higher we live on an island we have overpopulation we have a growing population we are not building nearly enough houses so there is a over demand for property and an under supply of property any economist will tell you that easy for me to say eh? any economist will tell you that the result of that is that property prices will go up there might be some short-term blips i think we're going to have a bit of a drop over the next year or two but over the next decade i anticipate really strong growth no guarantees of course but let's just use that as an example 10 percent a year means your hundred thousand pound property has gone up by 10 percent. so now you're thinking or you might be thinking so 12 percent from the rent and 10 percent from the capital growth well that's only 22 percent but it's not your £100,000 property has gone up by 10%, but you only have £25,000 of your own money in it. So now it's your £25,000 that has gone up by £10,000, and that's a 40% rise. So your £25,000 has gone up. Your Let's say you did buy it for £100,000 and you put your £25,000 deposit in. That had £25,000 equity on day one, but now it's got £35,000 equity because now the property's worth £110,000, but you still only have a mortgage of seventy-five. And by the way, inflation is amazing for your property portfolio because it drives prices upwards at the same time as making your mortgages more affordable, making your mortgages cheaper. So we've seen approximately 20-25% inflation over the last two and a half, three years. If I had a £75,000 mortgage three years ago, which I did, had many mortgages three years ago, in real terms that mortgage is now 25% cheaper than £75,000 and my maths is not good enough to do that but it's just over £15,000 that it's dropped by it's just under £60,000 in real terms now because my earning ability has gone up by 25% because everything else has gone up by 25% inflation's really really good for eroding your debt for making your equity position stronger 
it has impacts in other ways. Um, interest rates are often high during high times of high inflation. We've seen them creep upwards over the last couple of years now. That has an impact on servicing that debt. But from an equity perspective, it's got really, really good for us. So £25,000 growing to £35,000 equity is actually a 40% growth. So now you've got 40% capital growth and 12% return on the rental side. So you add those two together, it's a 52% return on investment. Now, obviously, you can't tap into that £10,000 very easily in year one. But after a few years of that growth compounding, it very, very rapidly grows. So that £110,000 becomes £121,000 and then that becomes £132,000, etc. So after a few years, actually, you can tap into that. And if you choose to, you can sell the property and put, so what would that be? After three years, you'd be able to sell it and put £57,000 in your pocket before costs. Or you can just refinance and you can take your £25,000 out get a mortgage of £100,000 once the equity's grown high enough, once the value's high enough, and then you've got your £25,000 to go again. The whole time still getting 12% on your money. Obviously, after you refinance, your mortgage goes up, it gets, gets more expensive, but rents also go up with inflation. So that is how, as a relatively novice investor leaving money in deals you can build yourself a phenomenally profitable low leveraged safe property investment and when i say property investment i mean portfolio of properties that make up your investment in residential property of course the same applies to commercial property it's higher leveraged in commercial property but now what you've got is you have got that money working really hard for you so instead of being really pleased that you're now getting a 3% return on your money in the bank compared to a 0.1% return, which is actually in inflation terms shrinking in both cases, by the way, instead of being pleased with your 3% return, now you can be pleased with your 52% return. And you might be thinking, yeah, but it doesn't go up by 10% every year, Frank. No, it doesn't. That's true. On average, it does. Well, between probably 7% and 10%, the length of a property cycle changes. But then you see really quick growth for a few years in it, and it balances itself out. But if something's making you 12% a year cash on cash, you're fine anyway. You're not going to sell if it's been stationary for a few years. You're not going to refinance. You just wait. And definitely property investing is a waiting game. It's not anyone that says, you know, you can go from rags to riches in uh, 0.5%. 10 seconds is a bit of a, a snake oil salesman. But if you are willing to either put the time in now in order to accelerate your growth and in order to find the no money left in deals and the no money down deals, or you're willing to put the money in now and allow time to do the work, regardless of which route you take, and you might start with one route and then change to another route, regardless of which route you take, you are going to end up with a very profitable portfolio with lots of equity and lots of cash flow. And at the end of the day, guys, that's what it's all about. So I think rather than thinking about is this a good deal or not, the way to think about property investing when you're wanting to get into it is, is this a good deal for me? 
does this suit my long-term goals? And it might be one extreme, one end of the spectrum, or it might be the other end of the spectrum. But regardless, that is the guiding principle. Is this a good deal for me? Does this fit into my long-term plans? I was approached yesterday, actually, by a business owner, million pound turnover business, and the conversation spent an hour helping this business owner, and the conversation turned to partnering with a more experienced business owner. I had to bite my tongue because I knew that I could partner with this business owner and rapidly help them to grow it, help them to really raise the cash flow and the business, the profitability. But it's in an industry I know nothing about. The business had a lot of sorting out to do. It wouldn't have fitted in with my plans for me to enter into a joint venture. And I probably could have got half the business or at least a third of the business for free. And it probably would have been really lucrative from very early on, but it's not part of the plan. And that deal might be amazing for someone else, but it wouldn't be amazing for me. It was really attractive, but because I have a long-term plan, because I know where I'm headed, because I know what I want to achieve and what I don't want to achieve, I was able to confidently pass on the opportunity. And I do the same with property. I'll spend five minutes looking at a deal that some people have spent weeks and weeks pondering over. And I'll just say, no, it doesn't suit me. Or yeah, that does suit me, but only at X price. And I'll just leave it with the person. They'll go, oh, but they know exactly where I stand. There's no ambiguity. And I don't waste time. Now, that doesn't mean I don't negotiate deals that don't come to fruition. I absolutely do. They are all deals I want to do. And I will do all of them if they get over the line and complete. But I recognize that a proportion of them won't. So guys, I hope that that episode, that this episode has helped you to work out what a good deal looks like to you, what your deals need to look like. And if you would like our help in coming up with that plan yourself, then you can get in touch. You can reach me personally at f.flag at ethicalpropertypartners.com. That's f for Freddie dot flag, F-L-E-G-G at ethicalpropertypartners.com. Drop me an email. Let me know how you would like me to help you. And I will happily help you to sit down, work out what you're trying to achieve from property. I hope you to draw up a plan that will get you there. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope it's encouraged you to take the first step or the next step, or the thousandth step on your property journey. Until next time, happy investing. Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment.